0: Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. It's been so wonderful to hear how this Everyday Easter series has been helping some of you to grow spiritually. Many of you would know that spiritual growth is an important value for us here at St. Benedict's. We believe that regardless of how young or how old we are, that, that there is always more available for us in God. There is always more that God wants to do in our lives. So uh, I want to thank those who have been feeding back. And I want you to know too that it is an absolute privilege and a gift for me to be able to speak into your journey of faith, your journey with Jesus, the most precious, most important journey of your life. So over these past six weeks, I've been suggesting to us in many different kinds of ways that Easter is not just a destination that we get to one day, but it is a lifestyle that we can live now, and in fact, we should live now, but it does require, a, a as St. Paul says, a renewing of the mind. It, it requires us to cultivate an attitude, uh, an atmosphere in our hearts that, that is open, that, that welcomes the Easter gift. It's important that we realize that Easter is not something that we can just make happen. It's something that God does in us. Our job is to allow God to do what God wants to do. And so during this series, we've been exploring about how we can create a spiritual environment in our our hearts and in our minds that allows God to be God in our lives. Today I want to really just tie together uh, some of the strands uh, from over these past six weeks. And I want to do that by talking about this uh, uh, spiritual environment as, as one of holy surrender. Holy surrender. Holy surrender is the attitude of our mind and our heart that welcomes the gift of pentecost that that uh, embraces the life of easter that the holy spirit gives us and today i want to i want to sort of in recap talk about three dimensions of this uh, holy surrender this attitude of our minds and our hearts that that opens us to the gift of easter the first dimension is that of awakening The beginning of holy surrender is really uh, an awakening. Uh, uh, We might say our spiritual light's turning on. It's uh, the realization of how good God really is. That Jesus died not just for everyone, but he died for me. And that means that I have access to his life now. I have access to his promise now. You know, This awakening gives us a realization that I don't need to be limited anymore by my circumstances because I've now embraced a life and a love which has no limits. A life which I believe and which promises will always bring out the very best in me. That's the first sort of stage of of this heart attitude of of holy surrender. The second is one of desire. This is simply where we come to recognize that, that this awakening that we had, this life that Jesus offers, this is what I really want. This is what all my desires and my longings are really pointing towards. This is what... I've been created for. Unless I have this, something is fundamentally missing in my life. There's the awakening, and then there's the desire for that which, for which we see. The third dimension of holy surrender is probably the most important, and probably also the one we, we find most difficult, and that is humility. See, humility is simply truth. Humility is recognising that I cannot get there on my own. Regardless of how good I am, or how brilliant I am, or how hard I work, this desire that I am longing for is beyond me. It's bigger than me. We, we hear it coming out in the psalm today. You take back your spirit and they die, returning to the dust from which they came. You send forth your spirit and they are created and you renew the face of the earth. The the psalmist is recognizing how dependent, absolutely dependent we are on God. This is the great in the spiritual life. This has got to be the greatest, the most important knowledge that we can have. That really I am nothing without God. I, I cannot work out who I am what my life's about, I don't know how to pray, I can't love, unless I have God. Jesus said, like this in John's Gospel, he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Unless you live in me and I live in you, you can't do anything. Now, to some people, this might sound a bit depressing. (laughs) Nothing, (laughs) nothing. But to, to people of faith, uh, this knowledge of our, of our nothingness is empowering because we know that uh, the way that we access the life of God, the riches of God, is through the awareness, the acceptance, the surrender to our nothingness, to, to the, the realisation, well, I can't do anything without God. And we see that so beautifully in the life of Mary. She was aware of her lowliness, huh? like so many of the other saints, accessing the power of God, the riches of God through the awareness of their inability, their need. This holy surrender is, again, it's something that God does in us. God is so good to us. God even gives us the grace to be so that we can open up to his grace. I mean, how, how, how good is God, right? But but we need to do something too. We we need to play our part. And so over the past six weeks I've been sharing some everyday little ways that that little things that we can do to, to cultivate this attitude of faith, this attitude of openness and humility, ultimately an, an attitude of surrender. Of course, a surrender to God. As I started to share last week, this surrender is a surrender to the Holy Spirit. That's who we're surrendering to, to the the power of God's Spirit poured out in the world. St. Paul says in, uh, in Romans, if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead... Will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. You notice he didn't say, because you're so great and because you're so perfect. He said, because of his spirit who lives in you. See, what St. Paul's helping us to recognize is the Holy Spirit is Easter. If we want to become Easter people, we, we simply need the Spirit of God. If you have the Spirit, you have God's life in you. You have God's power, God's promise, God's goodness, God's compassion, God's victory over sin and death. That The Holy Spirit is your all-access pass to the life in God, to the life of the resurrection. And and we know, for those of us who have been baptised, we know that we've received the Spirit, right? We may not always be conscious of the Spirit, but we know the Spirit has been given to us. It's never an issue of supply. The issue for us is one of access. I remember about three or four years ago I was in India, and at that time they were... uh, replacing or, or renewing the currency, so they were printing all new notes. And uh, at that time, they, they didn't have enough notes uh, for people. So uh, wherever you drove past a bank or an ATM, there were just people everywhere, you know, trying to access their money, which, which they couldn't. Very similar dynamic can be true for us in our spiritual lives, that we, we, we're literally swimming in the Holy Spirit, in the presence of God. It's a gift that we see in the scripture that God continues to, to give to us over and there's a never-ending supply of the Holy Spirit. We see that in Acts um, today in Acts 2. The, the, the disciples are, are filled with the Holy Spirit. But then two chapters later in chapter four, some of that same group again are filled again with, with the Holy Spirit. There's there's never an issue of supply from God's side. The question is, are we able to access what God has given us and what God continues to offer us? Are we able to humbly surrender? Are we able to recognize how much we really need it? Maybe that's our prayer today. That you would pray for a grace of holy surrender that grace where you are awakened to what God wants to offer you, the goodness of God, which, as great as your life may be, is incomparable with anything that you can manufacture for yourself. That's the promise. Life without limits, not just for now, but of course for eternity. Holy surrender that helps us to recognise that this is what I'm really longing for. There's so many things I desire for in my life, but this is... I realise now that this is it, and a desire uh, that is humble and is uh, willing to to accept defeat before this great God of love. He wants to do the work in us. He recognises it's the only way. Maybe, maybe you already feel surrendered, but perhaps you're a bit unsure about opening your life to the Holy Spirit. Maybe you read this, this first account uh, of, of Pentecost, which we heard in the first reading, and you, you, know, you read about the powerful wind and the tongues of fire and, and these other languages, you, these great manifestations of the Spirit, and you think, oh, I can't relate with that. I've never seen tongues of fire above my head. (laughs) You know, I've never just started bursting out in a different language. Maybe you struggle to find yourself in this Pentecost story. I want you to know that if that's true, then it's important that we know that that is not. The only way of living in the Spirit, of experiencing the Spirit, that's an extraordinary way. And God still works in those extraordinary ways today. But there, there is a different, more ordinary way that God works in the power of His Spirit. And we see that coming out in the Gospel today. Again, the Gospel is another story of the sending of the Spirit, but this time Jesus simply breathes on them. There's no drama. There's no hysteria. There's no you know, tongues of fire. I want to suggest that that's, that's the more ordinary, everyday way of the Spirit. The presence of God that moves in us in a deep, gentle way. The presence of God, that the Spirit of God which is almost hidden, but no less powerful. The Spirit of God which is still a fire, but now it's a fire that burns deep within us. A fire which is, of course, the fire of God's love. A fire which slowly but surely draws us into relationship with Jesus. You see, that's what makes us an Easter people. If you remember nothing else after these six weeks, remember this point. What transforms us into an Easter people is relationship with Jesus. And that's what the Spirit does. It brings us into union. It gives us this hunger, this desire to put Jesus in the middle, at the centre of our lives. St Paul says in the second reading today that that can only happen under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Only under the influence of the Spirit can we call Jesus Lord. Can we recognise that He is the one person that our our hearts long for, that can satisfy us, that can bring out the best in us, that it can elevate our life to everything that God has made available to us. Last week, I suggested that all of us can live Easter every day because all of us can say, Come, Holy Spirit all of us can say, come Holy Spirit. All of us can say that from our hearts. It can be as simple as that. Come Holy Spirit. When we ask for that gift, it's guaranteed, Jesus said. If you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven, who is so good, give the Holy Spirit if you ask him? Now some of us might experience that spirit in powerful, dramatic ways and and some of us maybe in more gentle, almost hidden ways. Regardless of how we experience it, if we ask for it, we will receive it. So that's what we're going to do now together. From wherever we are, we're just going to open our hearts to, to surrender ourselves as best we can before this offer of God, before this gift of God. want to encourage you. Maybe you might just like to close your eyes. And once again, just, just to get in touch with somewhere deep inside you. Maybe it's the place where, where you experience God, where you encounter Jesus. Or maybe it's a, it's, a, it's a hurt or a pain, a disappointment that you're conscious of. I want to encourage you just to just to get in touch with that place now for a moment, and from there, just speak out your desire for God. You might say it uh, out loud or perhaps in your heart. Come, Holy Spirit. Just invite, welcome the presence, the gift of God. Come, Holy Spirit. I'm going to sing a, a short song now, just a, just another way of welcoming the presence of our God. Let's, let's use this song as a prayer, as a way of, of surrendering more fully before this this gift of God, particularly today on this Pentecost day. Music
1: As we stand on
0: So Lord, we do stand upon your word wherever we are now uh, praying. We receive your word, Lord, that you you give us your life, your spirit that, that recreates us, that heals us restores us and, and, and gives us purpose and a mission that, that gives us a new vision that, that continues to take us out beyond ourselves, it makes us your witnesses to the ends of the earth, it puts a holy fire in us that can't be put out, a fire that, that, that always helps us to see through the circumstances of our lives, to see you at work in and through them all. Just pray Lord for those of us who are really struggling at this time to to open up to your gift. That you would, you'd give us a grace Lord to just to soften our hearts even even ever so slightly so that your your spirit can just drip in Lord and start to to renew and and to soften and uh, open us to your gift. Just pray for your, your spirit, Lord, just to fall upon our families, all those families watching this morning, all those um, in our community here at St. Benedict's, both here in our local community, those who have joined us online. Just pray, Lord, that your, your spirit would just fall upon our, our, our mission, our ministry, Lord. We pray that you would help us to really step in to your plans and your purposes for our life, Lord. Give us a new gift of faith, Lord. Just pray you protect us from any discouragement, Lord, any work of the enemy, any way that um, the enemy would want to undermine this new gift that you give us today and help us to receive it deep, Lord, and continue to water it. It may germinate and grow and help us to become an Easter people, Lord. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.